This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you looking to wager on all the big events in sports? Well, I have awesome news for you. Our friends at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures with Bet Online. Hey, it's super easy to get started, so head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. It's officially ice cream season in Central New York, and the locally owned and operated Carval in North Syracuse welcomes you to come in all May long and try their strawberry and banana twist. Everything at Carval of North Syracuse is made fresh, so no matter what kind of treat or design you want, they make it happen. Carval is open seven days a week. Brewer to Road, North Syracuse, America's favorite since 1934, and now offering strawberry banana twist soft serve all May long. So treat yourself to some Carvel. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by our awesome friends at Bowers & Company, CPAs, Rosie's Corner, Burton Ace Hardware, and Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. If you're in and around Western New York, get on over to Stumbling Monkey on School Street in Victor, stumblingmonkeybeer.com before your visit. The Irish Red Hail, amazing. The Kolsch, uh, the IPAs, the Porter, you name it, they've got it. The Amber Ale is delicious as well. On draft, Crowlers, Growlers, and heck of a lot more. And you can shop and get gear at stumblingmonkeybeer.com as well. And a tip of the cap thank you to the Al and Angus Pub and Carvel of North Syracuse. It's always great to grab a sweet treat from Carvel of North Syracuse, including an ice cream cake for any occasion. All right, let's bring him in. He's my good buddy, Scott Mason. He is the host of the Play Like a Jet podcast all over the major platforms where you get pods. Uh, Just does a great job hosting and producing that. And of course, the Jets had an unbelievable draft, in my opinion, and they are going to be a team to be reckoned with here in the very near future. We're going to get into the schedule release as well a little bit with Scott, and you can follow him on Twitter at Play Like a Jet, the number one. That's at Play Like a Jet, the number one, and of course, playlikeajet.com. Hey, Scott. Hey, Mike, what's going on, man? I'm just glad that it's getting warmer, and you know, you're up in central New York, so you know the drill. It's always a tough task to get through those winter months, and I think we did it. Boy, you are not joking. Uh, Part of getting through the bad weather is obviously the NFL draft, and so let's begin with the New York Jets. And I got to tell you, Scott, I mean, I know it's easy when you take a team like the Jets. You know, they're just looking to get this thing back on the rails to say, well, they had an amazing draft because look at all the great players they got. They need all those players. They have to fill in, you know, they have to fill in a, a ton of spots, a ton of roster areas. But I thought that Joe Douglas and company knocked it out of the park 
in this draft. Did you think that? Yeah, Mike, we're talking in theoreticals here, obviously, because we can only speculate what these draft picks are going to turn into. We know what we think of the players coming out of college. They have to actually go into the NFL and prove it. But that said, I do agree with your assessment in terms of how I thought they did in this particular draft. I, it was no secret to anybody that listens to my podcast, Put Like a Jet, that I really wanted the Jets to come out of this with a top-tier corner and a top-tier pass rusher. I, I wanted a receiver too, but I thought it was okay to wait till the second round. I thought there was more depth there, and there were some guys I really liked that ended up getting picked in the second round that I think would be really good receivers. So I wanted Sauce Gardner really badly, and then I was really hoping for Jermaine Johnson or Kayvon Thibodeau. Figured Thibodeau was very unrealistic once they wanted Sauce Gardner in four, but for them to be able to get Eric Wilson at 10 and they'll and still come back and get Jermaine Johnson, who I wanted, get that corner, get that pass rusher, and still get their top receiver. And on top of that, go and get Brees Hall, who I know the Bills really liked as well for obvious reasons. A guy that's drawn a lot of comparisons to Kareem Hunt and even to a somewhat lesser extent, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, this is really the draft that Joe Douglas was building up for when he made all those trades, right? Darnold trade, the Adams trade. He was stockpiling draft picks to be able to do something like this. And look, as I said, it's all going to come down to whether or not these guys produced on the field. Are they going to live up to what we're expecting from them as these high draft picks? But on paper, it looks like the Jets are really headed in an exciting direction. And I think the fan base, understandably, is more excited now than they've been in, I can't even tell you how long, maybe, I would think, a dozen years probably since the, when they went to the AFC Championship game. Well, and look, you know how this works, Scott, in terms of, you know, the quarterback position, the elite quarterback. It, it, it's a two-way street. I mean, the, the, the quarterback has to do his work, you know, uh, get in the gym, learn the playbook, uh, uh, listen to the coaches, all, all that stuff. You have to put in your own time and, and, and try to improve your way. But then the other half of it is, is your front office competent? Are you getting weapons surrounding you? Um, you know, all those things that sometimes are out of players' control – um, and with Zach Wilson here, they're starting to get guys to build around him. What do you expect from him in, in, in the next year? I think some Jets fans are, are being a little unrealistic with Wilson. For keeping it real, I know he played better the last couple of games, especially that game against Tampa Bay. He played very well. But overall, he had a really bad rookie season. And it wasn't at all of his fault, but there were times where he just looked lost out there. I mean, that Bills game... That last week of the season, to be fair, he crushed the whole way. But still, he looked really bad in that game, and there were a lot of games where he just didn't look prepared. And I don't mean it as he didn't do the work. I just mean when you're a young quarterback coming into the NFL, it's going to take a while to really adjust. I think guys like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert have sort of spoiled the learning curve for other guys because now people expect everybody to be like that. When the reality is, if you look at last year's draft class, I'm not going to count Trey Lance because he really only played one game. Even Mac Jones, who had a pretty good rookie year, didn't do very well the second half of the year. He regressed. And Fields and Wilson and Lawrence all did pretty poorly. So I think this year you have to be realistic and say, 
he's not going to jump from being one of the three or four worst quarterbacks in the league to being a top 10 quarterback. That's just not something that can happen. It it would be the outlier of all outliers. But you remember what happened with Josh Allen. He was arguably one of the worst quarterbacks in the league his rookie year. And then the year after that, while he wasn't great, he took a significant jump up, made some real improvements, and he was probably year two a top 20-ish quarterback. I think if Zach Wilson could be in that 18 to 20 range, a respectable, solid starter year two, then I, I think you know that he's heading in the right direction and the Jets can start to feel more confident about him because, as you said, Mike, did surround him with a lot of players. Jets podcast host and insider Scott Mason, our guest here on the ML Sports Platter. You can get him on Twitter, of course, at PlayLikeAJet, the number one, and PlayLikeAJet.com. Make sure you download and subscribe to that podcast. It's terrific. Not just the insight on the Jets, and of course, you can add to that the AFC East. Um, Scott, the the pick, I think, above all, I know Sauce Gardner, you know, went first and early. I know people love Garrett Wilson, but Jermaine Johnson, the second out of Florida State, the defensive end, I think was possibly the biggest steal in this draft. Do do you think that they're going to mix and match him because he has the ability to go, obviously, at a bookend, D-end from the left side, from the right side? Will he try to come in from the interior at all? Uh, how, how do you think they're going to use Johnson in this defense? Uh, obviously, a player who can play extremely aggressive from everywhere. I think they're going to use him uh, as a a rush end. He'll have his hand in the dirt because that's how the Jets' defense works. I don't see him doing much on the interior, but I guess anything's possible. They could mix him in there a little bit. But I think primarily what you're going to see is they're going to be looking to him and Carl Lawson to be their primary outside rush threats. And then inside, they're going to kick John Franklin Myers back because last year, due to the issues that they were having at edge rusher, primarily Carl Lawson's injury, John Franklin Myers had to play on the edge a lot, and it's where he's much less effective. So if you have Quinn and Williams and John Franklin Myers on the inside, Sheldon Rankins too, and on the outside you've got not only Jermaine Johnson and hopefully, knock on wood, a healthy Carl Lawson, but then you've also got guys like Bryce Huff who's shown that he can be a reasonably good rotational pass rusher they just brought in that kid jacob martin from houston he's another one that can fill that role so they've got depth solomon thomas who's an old friend of robert Sala from when they were together with the 49ers former number two overall pick in the nfl draft so if you look at what they're what they've got there johnson on the outside with lawson seems to be the recipe they're looking for and i agree with you i think jermaine johnson it's weird because Leading up to the Senior Bowl, Mike, I had said that I really liked the idea of the Jets maybe trading back from 10 or trading back into the first round to get Jermaine Johnson if they couldn't get Kayvon Thibodeau or um, Aiden Hutchinson because this is before Trayvon Walker really blew up and this was before there started to be talk of Thibodeau sliding a little bit. And so I thought it might be a cool idea to, to grab him maybe in the late teens or early 20s. Well, then obviously at the Senior Bowl, Jermaine Johnson's stock just blew up, completely blew up. And then all of a sudden it was, well, Jermaine Johnson's probably going in the top 10. Then you heard at one point he could go top five, which I never bought. But I would have taken him at 10, and I said it at the time. I wanted Gardner at four and Jermaine Johnson at 10. And so when they didn't get him at 10, I thought they weren't going to be able to get him. But for, like you said, for them to be able to move back up 
into the back end of the first round. And I know there are people that disagree with it. Uh, George Tarori from PFF came on my show and we debated this. He said he thinks it was bad process for the Jets to move those picks. It was a fifth rounder and they swapped third rounders to go up and make that move. But to me, to get that guy that you really believe in as that real pass rush threat that you haven't had since John Abraham, which we're going on 15 years now. And I I don't know that Jermaine Johnson is necessarily going to be as good as a guy like John Abraham, you know, John Abraham, it was a, like a dominant pass rusher when healthy top of the league. Good. Is Jermaine Johnson going to be a Bosa or a miles Garrett or somebody like that? Probably not. But if he can be a really good and complete pass rusher where he's looking at somewhere like nine to 11 sacks on a reasonably regular basis, and he's get he's stuffing the run and he's being a factor getting in there and, and really pressuring the quarterback, then at number 26, that's an absolute bargain. Now, you know, older prospect, 23 years old, so some people will say that maybe he's peaked already, and that's certainly possible. But even if all you're getting is what you see right now, he's still a really good player. So to get him at 26, I think, like you said, Mike, I don't know if it's the number one steal in the draft, but it's certainly right up there. It sure is. I mean, you basically, in you know, with the first 26 picks in the NFL draft – how many top 10 talent guys are in there? The Jets, probably all three of them uh, are, are that, at least on paper, going in. Um, give me a guy on offense. Give me a guy on defense who, in 2022, need to take a monumental jump for the New York Jets, a major leap for this team. Well, okay, I won't say Zach Wilson because that's just too easy. Too easy. We talked about him before, <laughs> so I'm, I'll go in a different direction there. I'm going to give you two players – and it's going to be kind of a interesting reasoning for both because I think Elijah Moore played really, really well last year when he was healthy. But this year, he's got to step up and become the number one wide receiver. And I'm confident he can do it. I think he showed last year when he was healthy that he can. It's going to be a matter of staying healthy. But they need him to do that because Corey Davis is a solid veteran. He's maybe a low end two, high end three, if we're being realistic about it. And Garrett Wilson's a rookie, and history tells you that it usually takes rookies some time to really get to the top of their game. So he's a guy that really needs to take a step. But as far as, like, the one who's in dire trouble, Denzel Mims. Now, Mike, you know the story there. The Jets got him in the second round, late in the second round. A lot of people thought it was a major bargain at the time. And he did play well his rookie year when he got an opportunity. But then last year he got sick, and then he was hurt, and he missed camp, and then When he finally did get on the field, he was dropping passes, and it got to the point where now the Jets just can't count on him for anything. You're hearing that he's looking great working out and playing well with Zach Wilson and this and that, so it's in great shape. But we've heard these stories before. He's got to go out on the field and actually do it before anybody will believe it. But I I think uh, Elijah Moore has to step up and be that number one, but really Mims has to step up and prove that he can be a useful piece period. And then on the defensive side of the ball, it's got to be Quinnen Williams. And I love Quinnen Williams. I was a huge proponent of the Jets drafting him in 2019. I think he's a special talent and I think he can be a dominating player. But so far what we've seen is flashes of dominance here and then here and there, and then a smattering of injuries and some games where he's just been okay or good. You need more than that when you're talking about the number three overall pick in the draft and a guy who, 
is going to be angling for major money contract extensions. So I think those are the guys that really need to take a step up above and beyond Zach Wilson. All right, let's uh, end on this. The schedule release, it's amazing what that has become, by the way. I mean, they basically had standalone game announcements, and then they roll into the actual release, and there's there's leaks and rumors, and people are losing their minds. It, it's just, man, I mean, what the, the, the way the draft has, has developed and the way the schedule release has developed, is just it's just mind-boggling. But that's where we are as a, as a country. We cannot consume enough football, and so the schedule is out. And this Jets schedule, you know, is is – Pretty pretty difficult, obviously considering, uh, you know the quality of the team the Jets are right now, and they're developing, of course. But you know what really jumps off the page at me? Have we ever had in the history of? I'm sure we have, but you're going to be so sick of the AFC North, Scott, by the end of uh, by 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 four thirty on uh, Sunday, October second. It isn't even funny. Home for the Ravens at the Browns, Bengals at home at Steelers. How about that right there, playing the whole AFC North to start things off? Then you get the Dolphins at Green Bay, at Denver, tough games both, uh, really tough games. New England at home, Buffalo at home, bye week, and then all the rest. Uh, break it down for me. What else maybe comes off at you? And uh, Have you already started to devour the AFC North here or what? It's a brutal schedule for a team that was really very bad last year. Usually expect a cakewalk schedule, but that's not what the Jets got here. The AFC North is going to be very tough. Now, I know the Steelers don't have a settled quarterback situation. You've got Mitch Trubisky, who's got a million question marks, and they just drafted Kenny Pickett. We don't know if he's going to play, and if he does, obviously, we have no idea what he'll look like. Sean Watson, look, if the Jets catch a break, they may end up playing Case Keenum instead. There's talk that Watson could be suspended for the early portion of the season. The Jets play them week two. Like you said, it's four in a row. So if the Jets get, let's say, Kenny Pickett, a rookie starting at quarterback, and they get Case Keenum, then all of a sudden those two games, which look to be on paper really tough and still you know, realistically are, become much more winnable. Uh, as far as the, the Ravens, look, that's going to be a very tough test. That'll be at home for the Jets. Uh, shades of 2010 when they opened the stadium and ended up losing a home game to the Ravens. Uh, who were then quarterbacked by a guy that's on their roster now, Joe Flacco. Well, Lamar Jackson coming off that injury, uh, he wasn't available for a portion of last season. They traded away his best receiver, Hollywood Brown, but they're still the Ravens and they're a very tough team. And then, of course, you get to the team that went to the Super Bowl last year in the Cincinnati Bengals, and that's going to be a very tough game. The ironic thing, of course, Mike, is if you recall, Last year, the Jets beat Cincinnati in their building, which mm-hmm. is where they'll play them again this year. Mm-hmm. And they did it with their backup quarterback, Mike White. And Mike White became a phenomenon for about a week until the you know the clock uh, turned struck midnight and the, the stagecoach t- turned back into a pumpkin, as they say. So that that is a very tough slate right there. The early part of the schedule is very, very difficult. If they can somehow make it through that early part without getting pulverized, if they can tread some water and maybe be somewhere close to 500, they've got some much easier games down the stretch, including a game on Thursday night football against the Jacksonville Jaguars and Mike on paper. Mm -hmm. That doesn't exactly sound like a game that's going to captivate the nation, but I guess we'll see. I mean, 
the one thing you can say is it'll be the rematch between Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence got the win last time. We'll see what happens this time. But yeah, the, 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 Mike, I've never quite seen anything like that where you had a team playing an entire division straight through four weeks in a row. And that's a really, really difficult division. The, it's going to be really hard. I mean, I expect the Bills to be on, on the odds on favorite early on to come out of the AFC. The Jets got to play them twice. They've got to play a much more improved Miami Dolphins team. who Now is Tyree Kill to go with Jalen Waddell. Uh, there's questions about Tua, but still, I mean, that's brutal right there to, to have to, to guard those guys. The, the Patriots, uh, on paper, their roster's not fantastic, but they're always tough, especially in Foxborough. So, yeah, man, the, the AFC East is going to be tough, and the AFC in general is going to be tough. And the Jets got that early part of the schedule that's going to be very difficult. And if Zach Wilson can play much better and, and these rookies can play well much quicker than rookies tend to, and the Jets can tread water, then they might be a surprise team this year. But I will say, Mike, as far as the schedule release goes, like you said, they made it into an event because the NFL wants to make it a 365-day-a-year league. And looking at it, I would say six or seven wins. Just based on what we know right now is probably the most realistic prediction for the Jets. Now, obviously, things can change, and as you know, this stuff is fluid, so if certain guys play better than expected or they catch a couple of lucky breaks, they can win a few more games. If they catch some bad breaks, they get some bad injuries or lose some tight games by fluky means, it could go the other way. But just as of now, because people have been asking me, I would say six or seven wins makes some sense. And if you're one to bet right now, the Jets are over under 5.5, so I would take the over. He is the host and producer of the daily Play Like a Jet podcast, and you can get him at playlikeajet.com and on Twitter at playlikeajet, the number one. Scott Mason, my guy. Thank you, my friend. Maybe this is actually the summer that you and I can meet. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's plan to do that. I've been wanting to come up there and uh, get some of those great hamburgers. Yeah, you want to go to Allen Angus Pub. I'll take you, my man. I'll take you. <laughs> we definitely got to go. But, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to do it. Like you said, let, let's uh, let's meet up somewhere up in CNY. I'll make the road trip up there. And in the meantime, make sure that you keep listening to Mike and following him on Twitter and do the same for me as well, at Play Like a Jet One. And as Mike said, my podcast is every single day, seven days a week, which is probably why I'm going clinically insane. <laughs> and it's right there on all the apps, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, all of them. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by Burn Dairy and our good friends at Welch & Company Jewelers. Shop the showcase today at welchjewelers.com. That's welchjewelers.com. And also, tip of the cap, thank you to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform, as well as our good friends over at Stanley Law Offices. And i got to tell you folks about my friends at My Hot Tub, man. Holy cow, it is hot tub season. And you know what one of the biggest misnomers is about hot tubs? Well, it's summertime. You don't go in a hot tub. Sure you do. Out on the back deck, people use hot tubs more arguably in the summer than they do in the wintertime, and it is spa and hot tub season. So go pick out yours at Destiny USA if you are in and around Central New York, or get it delivered right to your doorstep from myhottub.com. My Hot Tub is a proud 
ML Sports Platter sponsor. Thanks to Scott Mason covering the New York Jets. I'm Mike Lindsley. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports and go follow my YouTube channel. Hit subscribe right on to it, uh, the Mike L Sports YouTube channel, and uh, be on the lookout for all my ML Sports takes on all the social channels, including YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and IGTV, Instagram. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. <laughs>